Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Dopperson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming, this pre-Yom Kippur edition of the podcast. Last week, in the episode of the podcast, I shared with you a sermon about crumbs of memory, little pieces of memory that we are never able to shake and never want to shake about our relationship with someone whom we love who has died, and how important it is at Yizkor to think not only in the big picture, but think about that one crumb of memory that is so important to us about that individual. I want to share with you now a crumb of memory that I have never been able to shake and never want to be able to lose, and it has to do with Yom Kippur. And as you'll see, it has to do with a lot more than just Yom Kippur, but it takes place on Yom Kippur. When I was about five or six years old, I remember that my father, my grandmother, and my older brother had gone off to synagogue for Kol Nidre services. I, as I said, I was five or six, too young to go that late in the evening. And without obviously the patience to be able to sit through the Kol Nidre service. So I stayed home with my mother. Now, we lived down the street from the center of the Archdiocese of uh, Boston. And there was a church either at the Archdiocese itself or on the grounds of Boston College, the Jesuit College, right, which was right near there. And that church had a carillon. And every evening at 6 p.m., the carillon player, and it was not a recording, it was an actual carillon player, would play a hymn, one hymn or another. My mother always loved that. She always loved to hear the bells floating, the sound of the bells floating through the air. In fact, by the way, we live here in Ann Arbor next to a church that doesn't have a carillon, but has the recording of a carillon every evening at six o'clock. The first time my mother was visiting us in our house, she just was almost in tears saying how beshared it was, how fitting it was that we would live next door to a church where there was a carillon playing at 6 p.m., but let's go back to Yom Kippur. So there I am, as I remember, in the kitchen with my mother. It was, as I remember, a warm evening, and the back, the, the door to the back porch was open. And suddenly at six o'clock, the sound of the bells from the carillon filled the air. And I looked at my mother and I can still remember she was crying. And I asked her, why were you crying? She says, don't you know what they're playing? I didn't know what they were playing. So I said, oh, what is it? She said, it's Kol Nidre. The carillon was playing the melody of Kol Nidre. The Cardinal at the time when I was growing up, Cardinal Cushing was a great friend of the Jewish community and a great participant in interfaith work. And apparently 
Somebody in his office or he himself had instructed the Carillon player to play Colnitre. I remember standing there and being moved as much as a six-year-old could possibly be moved by something that I, I really didn't understand completely. But I think I understood enough to know, based upon my mother's statement, that somebody was playing our song, even though it wasn't their song, and that that was kind of cool and a matter of respect. There are parts of the Yom Kippur service which move me more deeply than Kol Nidre. I love the Avodah service, the service of the high priest, especially the prayer of the high priest. I love the Slichot, the penitential prayers, which I find so meaningful. I also love and find so impactful Me'ila, the closing service, which I've had the privilege of leading every year I've been in Ann Arbor for Yom Kippur, and God willing, will be leading tomorrow evening. But I know that Kol Nidre is such a highlight for so many people of the Yom Kippur service. The truth is that for me, the words don't move me as much as other words in the Yom Kippur service. But every time I hear the melody, it takes me back to that moment as a five or six-year-old in the kitchen with my mother, Allah Shalom, and realizing how much that moment meant to me and how much in its own way it probably was part of what inspired me to be so interested in interfaith work, which was such an important part of my rabbinate and continues to be so important to me today. So it usually takes me a minute or two at the beginning of Kol Nidre to focus on the meaning of those words because for the first minute or two, I, am, I embrace that crumb of memory, that little piece of memory that takes me back to my youth, that makes me think of my mother, Allah Shalom, and makes me understand what continues to be important to me as a Jew in terms of working with people of all faiths to understand their faith better and to help them understand Judaism better and to work together. I hope that there is a section of the Yom Kippur service which resonates with you in this way, where there's a memory that you connect with it. And if there is, don't worry about finding the meaning in the prayer. Embrace that memory and embrace what it brings you, what it brings to you. A sense of comfort, a sense of challenge, the love of a dear, dear person in your life. And if, for whatever reason, you can't think of such a memory, then create one. Find a way to have one moment in this Yom Kippur service stand out for you and be the basis for memories for the future. I wish you a Tzom Kal, an easy fast, Gemar Chatimah Tova, Shana Tova, 
and a meaningful and inspiring Yom Kippur. Until next time, thank you.